Welcome back to Sailing Free Spirit. It's been a while since we've recorded a new podcast. I think the last time that we did a podcast was from Great Harbor. It was our first podcast that we recorded from the Bahamas. And now it is May 19th, so it's a month later. It's been a while. We've been busy. And we are now in Staniel Key in the Exumas. And we've been here for a few days, and we're going to catch you up on all the adventures. Well, some of the adventures. We don't want to bore you, but <laughs> some of the adventures we've had on the way here. And, of course, I'm sitting here with Captain Eric. Welcome, Captain Eric. Thank you, Judy. And I uh, apologize for this big hiatus between um, podcasts, but I'll tell you, we Judy and I have just been so busy, and uh, at the end of the day... We've been exhausted, <laughs> and uh, uh, our the past few weeks, the past month since we've been here has just really been off the charts amazing. It really has, and um, I feel like every little island that we go to, we say, oh, it couldn't be more beautiful than this, and, and it is. It's just um, really remarkably beautiful. We've been to several islands that are uninhabited many islands many islands um we've had the experience of being completely off the grid with no internet which is interesting so anyway um to catch you up we before we do let's talk about why we are stuck here and half the time to be doing a podcast today right. which is kind so, of interesting so we're stuck here because there's a big blow coming through um Today is Wednesday, and we may be able to leave on Saturday. Um, so there's a system coming through where there's going to be possibly 35 mile per hour winds, um, you know, coming through. And and there actually have been. Uh, we this started a couple days ago. We moved here. What's today? Today's Wednesday. Wednesday. We moved here yesterday because last night. Uh, the winds picked up, but we are in a, you know, one of the tricks about sailing the Bahamas, and this is really important, is that you know where the wind is blowing from and you get yourself on the lee side of the island so that um, the, the landmass protects you from this wind. So we're sitting in an incredibly calm anchorage, but the wind is howling at 30, 35 knots on the other side of the island. Uh, seas are extremely rough over there, and here we are barely moving. But you, you wouldn't know it, right, because it's very calm. So we'll talk a little bit about where we are, and then we'll 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 back up and, and tell you how we got here. So, so Staniel Key um, is very well known for its yacht club. And when I say yacht club, you know, you kind of have to wipe out the, the, the traditional... Um, vision you have of a, a yacht club in the United States, because um, the yacht clubs here are very, very small and simple. So, but Staniel Key and Yacht casual. Club and casual, Staniel Key Yacht Club is um, really known all over the world. And it's a very charming little place with a very inviting bar area. And outside there are these rockers where you sit and while away the day and they have a wonderful restaurant where you can get a five course meal for you know 35 dollars and it's off the charts delicious 
So when we first got here, we stayed at the marina for a few days. We decided to enjoy some air conditioning and that was fun. And we got caught up on uh, our laundry. We dropped it off at the liquor mat. So the laundromat is a combination of a liquor store and a laundromat. Why not? So anyway, there's a little bar there too. So we got our laundry done. We um, provisioned. There are three markets in town. And again, when I say market, you have to kind of wipe out what you think a market looks like because in the Bahamas and especially in the Exumas, the markets are very, very tiny, like the size of Mm-hmm. of somebody's <laughs> bedroom or, or maybe two bedrooms. And, and uh, Judy, let me just add to what you're saying that, that uh, we're in the Exumas and most people who've been to the Bahamas have no idea what we're talking about. But the Exumas is about, I'm going to say, 40 miles southeast, southeast of Nassau which is where most people go. And Nassau is the biggest city in the Bahamas. Uh, but the Exumas are almost entirely uninhabited except for a couple areas. So we were, after we left Nassau, we were 10 days traveling uh, from one uninhabited island to another. We'll go back and talk about that. Which we'll talk that. about. So it but, was really but, fun to get to Staniel Key Stan- because... It's inhabited and it has a very lively little yacht club, as and, I said. And Staniel Key is about halfway down the Exumas Island chain uh, on the way towards Georgetown. And it's the first inhabited, I guess you call it a settlement or a village. Mm-hmm. Well, there, there are, are only a little more than 100 people that live here on the island. And the people that work here generally don't live here. They live um, on other islands close by and they, they take a little skiff or a tender to come into work every day. So anyway, so we've been really enjoying, it's a charming little island. And one of the, the highlight of being here is that our son Josh and his wife Allie flew into the tiniest little airport on Staniel Key. I mean, the, uh, the runway is, is very, very tiny. The waiting room, and I say that in quotations, is a little, uh, hut, a thatched hut. And uh, we went to greet their plane a few days ago and there were three people that got off. Yeah. Three people plus the pilot. (laughs) And uh, so we went to greet them and it was very exciting to to see them. And they, uh, they stayed in an Airbnb. I think it's the only Airbnb on the entire island. (laughs) And we had we really had a great time with them. We showed them the highlights of this area, which included snorkeling the Thunderball Grotto, where 007, the movie Thunderball Thunderball Grotto, was filmed in the I think in the Thunderball in yeah. the 1960s with right. Sean Connery. And of course, we showed them the famous Pig Beach, where pigs are all over the beach and they swim in the water. We didn't get out of our dinghy because they're a little aggressive, <laughs> but we saw them. And my daughter-in-law Allie is still trying to wrap her head around that. And um, we hiked around the island, which was really fun. And we basically just kind of enjoyed each other's company. We sat at the bar, we had a lot of drinks, and we had a really good time together. Yep, that was nice to get some family time after uh, uh, being on the road for a few months. So we really enjoyed spending time with them. And a lot of it was just, you know, 
a great deal of relaxation and uh, enjoying the uh, the famous Daniel Key Yacht Club, which is you know really quite memorable. I could see coming back mm. back here just just to go to the yacht club and have dinner there because it was really incredibly delicious. So Judy, tell me, uh, uh, what has your general impression of the Bahamas been since you've been here? Well, it's um, one thing that I don't, th you know, I, I had heard about how clear the water was, but I, I just keep looking at it and I can't believe how it's literally crystal clear. And someone told me that in the Bahamas and particularly in the Exumas that there it's a thousand shades of turquoise. And I didn't know what that meant till I got here. And it kind of gives me goosebumps even just talking about it because there are a thousand shades of turquoise. And depending upon the time of day and where the sun is in the sky, when you look out, it, it there are so many shades of, and it really is turquoise. And the water is just crystal clear. And it just kind of takes your breath away. Everywhere we've gone, we've seen, you know, you just look down and you see these sharks and I've seen manta rays and we've seen sea turtles and it's literally like being in an aquarium. That's true. And, uh, you know, one of the things I, I read about when you're navigating in the Bahamas is that you can judge the depth of the water by the color of the water, by the shades of the water. And sailing in Florida, when you see, uh, you can tell when it's really, really shallow or there's a sandbar because sometimes there'll be a bird standing <laughs> on the sandbar and you know, don't go there. But otherwise, the, the water color is, uh, uh, it's so dark that you, that if it's three feet of water, you can't tell the difference between three feet and, and 25 feet. But here, uh, you know, you can just follow the path, you don't, not even focusing on the chart plotter, and you can find your way around uh, the shallow water by just looking and judging the shade of the turquoise. So another thing that I didn't realize was um, the elevations in, in this, you know, region. I didn't sure. realize that, you know, there's hiking up hills, um, and, and I also didn't realize that the hiking could be so difficult. So the, um, the islands are made of limestone and um, it's very um, rough and jagged and very dangerous. And we did one hike that was at Warderick Wells, yeah, let me, okay, which it, was a beautiful anchorage. Yeah, Warderick Wells is, uh, in the Exumas, they have this uh, Exumas Land and Sea Park and it's about 40 miles of protected uh, islands. Uh, and each island is a park, is a part of the park. E even the waterways uh, between the islands are part of the park. And you are not permitted to fish, uh, leave trash, take anything. It's, it's very protected. And um, uh, we did have an opportunity to stay in a couple of the islands. One was... Um, Shroud Key and the other was Wardrick Wells and uh, Wardrick Wells, Shroud Key didn't really have much hiking, uh, but it had a really awesome place where you could dinghy through one side of the island to the other. It was it, a very uh, narrow canal and it was, oh my gosh, it was, was kind of hard to, kind of hard to explain, but you know, um, it's like a dinghy drift and 
it um you know you're just you're just out in this beautiful lush nature crystal clear clear water we saw we did see sea turtles and um you get to the end and you're on this beautiful beach and there's um there's a little hike up to the top of the hill there and you have like a 360 degree view of the area and it's it's I hate to say breathtaking because it's kind of cliche, but it, it 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 really was breathtaking. Yeah, I was. By the time we got there, um, it was hot that day, and I didn't bring enough water for myself. I was I was almost dry, and and Judy looks at me and says, "We're climbing that hill," and I was like, "Oh, come on, let's just go back to the boat. We, you know, we're we, this is so beautiful. We we don't need to go up there." But she pushed me, and that's what Judy does: it pushes me to do things I don't always feel like doing. And, and, and it was like a great decision because once we got up there, it was just, it, it was just, I, I can't describe how the view, how gorgeous it was. People, uh, pe I heard people, not that, not that there are many people around us, but I did, there were several other cruisers and, you know, a couple of them were just saying it just, the whole experience just brought tears to their eyes because it's just so pristine and, and just so, so just be so beautiful and um and it makes me realize it, make, it makes us realize how blessed we are to be able to experience something like that because how difficult is it to get to the exuma's land and sea park you know to be able to get to this anchorage um that you can only get to by boat there's no airstrip you know i guess you could hire somebody to take you there from nassau but uh, if you have money, you can get there, or if you have your own boat. But um, well, that's that that's was just a wonderful evening. One thing I wanted to touch on also um, before we talk about Waterick Wells is I've never seen so many mega yachts, and um, <laughs> you know they're just everywhere, um, and they have. <laughs> you know, these like huge slides on the side and they have all these toys in the water, like um, jet skis and floats. And, you know, you see the crew and apparently you, you know, they, there are these mega yachts that you can charter for like $150,000 a week. <laughs> and, and we've seen many people that are doing this and it just it just kind of blows your mind but anyway i wanted to touch on um <laughs> probably the most challenging hike i've ever done in my entire life and, and so that's waterick wells and i do, i want to say this if you ever have the opportunity to cruise the exuma's land and sea park or get anywhere near it you can't go by without stopping at waterick wells for at least a night or two and uh uh, there are many stopovers in this land and sea park, but Water Oak Wells is the headquarters office. It's the main office, and uh, it is one of the most beautiful spots on the planet. It really is. Where we where we had a mooring ball was I don't know fifty feet from the beach, and well, and it depended whether the it, tide was in or right, not. It, right. If it was uh, if it was low tide, we were probably twenty feet from, from the, the beach. beach. <laughs> yeah, it was very challenging getting in there and getting the mooring ball. But anyway, they have um, this very famous hill there called Boo Boo Hill, and apparently it is. Um, a place where you remember souls of sailors past. 
sailors that um, perished in the sea. And cruisers climb up to this hill and they leave offerings. Um, most of the time, it's uh, like a, a wooden plaque that you inscribe with your boat's name and, and the date. And so, you know, it's there's a huge mound of these because it's been accumulating over God knows how many years. So, of course, uh, we decided to hike up to Boo Boo Hill, very unprepared in many ways. Um, first of all, we didn't bring... We, well, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't have anything. We, we didn't, didn't bring, bring next time we cruise, we'll definitely bring some two by fours on, on board for, you know, a situation like that, but we didn't bring it. Um, we only brought, you know, a, a, you know, our small bottles of water. Um, and when we got up there, uh, we ran, there's really not many people around, but we ran into some fellow cruisers that uh, happened to have a permanent marker and, and we actually found a blank piece of wood that we were able to put free spirits name on in the date so that was great and so we did that we took pictures beautiful view and then i don't know i think we had kind of a communication snafu but um you know instead of just hiking back down eric apparently i don't remember <laughs> it said to me do you want to go the long way down and, and I mean, I don't even remember being asked that question, quite frankly. And apparently he says, I said, yes. And, you know, we didn't have hiking shoes on. We had our uh, Teva water shoes on and away we went. Well, I, I would just want to comment on that. Now, remember that the day before we were in, in the Shroud Key and I didn't feel like climbing up this hill and Judy pushed me. So here we are standing at Boo Boo Hill. And this other couple had just come from the opposite direction. And they're the ones who loaned us this marker, this permanent marker that we were able to use to, to leave our board up there. And I said, so where'd you guys come from? And they described walking around the, the a long way that they came from. And, um, and I said to Judy, do you want to go the way they came from? You know, <laughs> at, at, assuming she was paying attention. And, she's, and I thought she said yes which I, by the way, was not really too hot on, but I didn't want to do what I did the day before and just say, no, let's go back the way we came. So anyway, there, there, there you have two sides of the story. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we end up going off in the direction that they came from. So when I say it was the hardest hike of my life, I'm not talking about in terms of how steep it was. What I'm talking about is hiking... First of all, there are no, it's, there are no clear paths, <laughs> you know, it's all, it's all kind of trying to figure out where to, where to turn next. The only telltales, we, did a, we didn't even have a trail map with, no, us. there's no trail map. <laughs> um, the only telltales are some, somebody that like threw some paint on some rocks. Uh, so there's no clear paths. And you're hiking the whole time on this very jagged limestone, which is very difficult to walk on. And if you fall, you're, it's not going to be pretty. I mean, you're going to get cut pretty badly. And then on top of that, there are holes. There literally are open holes, that like all like, of a sudden that go really deep. Like 30, 40 feet deep. And they're not yeah. marked. So, and it was very hot. So needless to say, um, 
you know, by the time we were uh, into this, it was too late to turn back. And we just had to figure out how to end this torture. <laughs> and, and thank God, Eric has a sense of direction because you know, I would still be there right now. We backtracked a few times oh. and uh, tried to lost the path, and, but we found it. So, um, and apparently, you know, in the United States, there would be like trail maps and park rangers, but you know, n not so much in Warderick Wells. Apparently there is somebody there that kind of warns you, but so we left too early for that. The takeaway from this is uh, if you go to Warderick Wells, uh, talk to the office and discuss <laughs> what trails you're going to take because some of them are extremely challenging. So, so that was that was definitely an adventure of, so, uh, from Waterick Wells. So how did we get to Waterick Wells? I just want to say that, you know, the last time we spoke, we were in the Berry Islands at, at Great Harbor, which is located pretty much in the middle of the Bahamas. You can go north to the Abacos, which we decided not to do on this trip because they're still recovering from hurricane damage. So instead we headed south. Uh, we went to Nassau where we spent about a week. That was, that was really, that was really fun. It was kind of, it was kind of a culture shock um, after being in such uh, quiet places where there isn't much to end up in Nassau where literally across the street from our, marina there was a grocery store that i would liken to a whole foods market i mean it was i walked in and it was just i think i got tears in my eyes I was like <laughs> oh my god <laughs> this is a beautiful thing so and, and, and it was we were able to reprovision we were able to go to dairy queen and have an ice cream cone although this is a funny story typical bahamas so i'm so excited to get an ice cream cone i walk into dairy queen and i say I will have a twist, you know, half vanilla, half chocolate. And the young woman looks at me and says, I'm sorry, ma'am. We only have chocolate on Tuesdays and Fridays. So, and this was like on Monday. So I just started laughing and said, okay, I guess it'll be vanilla then. But, you know, I don't know why they don't have chocolate any other day, but that's, that's it. But anyway, it was kind of fun to be in civilization. And we did, you know, a couple of fun things in NASA, but really there's there's not that much to do in NASA um, other than the resorts, which are completely dead right now because of COVID, which is kind of sad. And uh, fortunately, we stayed in a nice marina where they had a swimming pool and uh, and uh, really good service. Mm -hmm. uh, it was pleasant, definitely yeah, very but, pleasant. But you really couldn't go out at night. It's not safe to walk around the, uh, uh, downtown Nassau at night unless you're in a resort. And also they have... Um, uh, because of COVID, they have um, uh, what's it called? Where you can't you can't be out after a certain. They time. have um, curfews. Curfews, mm -hmm. and the the other interesting thing is that COVID is so rampant in Nassau that we're both vaccinated, but the restaurant at the marina you can't even walk in the restaurant without having a COVID test done. Uh, and well, there's so, a nurse that sits out in the lobby, and you have to have the nasal swab. You have nasal swab. <laughs> that wait, would kind of ruin my appetite. Wait but. 10 minutes for your results, and then you can enter the restaurant. So anyway, a couple other really kind of uh, interesting, funny situations that we've been in. So um, when uh, this, is, this was here um, at Staniel, we got invited to someone else's boat in the evening. Eric got invited to play poker. Oh, 
And um, so uh, it was like the second day that we were here. We didn't really have our bearings yet, but we accepted the invitation. And they were at an anchorage around the bend, around the corner from where we were at that time. And we, um, so we went over, we watched the sunset, and uh, I visited with the ladies on the bow of this nice um, catamaran. And Eric played poker until about 11 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And we left. And Eric has, I have to say, has an amazing sense of direction. But that evening, um, he got a little, and I'm not going to put it all on you. I have a horrible sense of direction, so I wasn't much help at all. It it was all on me. But it was completely, you know, there's no light pollution. And we got lost. We ended up. Well, it was pitch pitch, pitch pitch black. So. I knew where I was headed originally, and I and uh, and then I knew when I reached this mega yacht that I was going to turn left about forty-five degrees, and then go for a little while, and then I'd eventually see the lights of Staniel Key. Well, if you have no nothing to aim towards or steer towards, and in this case there was nothing; it was just total darkness. Eventually, I made a, a, a unbeknown to me, I made a, a a curve to the right, and and then I saw lights. And we rushed there and turned out we were on the opposite end of the harbor. We, we were at like, a different island. It was called Foul Key. Yeah. <laughs> and at this point, it's starting to rain and we're both exhausted. And I'm thinking, so, that you know, Josh and Allie were coming in like the following Friday. And I'm thinking, <laughs> my mind goes to the worst place. They're coming in to find their parents who are lost at sea <laughs> instead of to visit with us. Anyway, we, we've managed to find our way back to the poker boat. And uh, then somebody there who is more familiar with the anchorage led us to the point which could then from which we could see Staniel can get back. So but we got back safely it was, and it's an it adventure that we'll remember. Um, although it was a little, we got a little panicky at the time, I think but, thinking if we'd ever get back to our boat. But before, before we finish up today, I, I do want to comment if, if we have a, a minute mm-hmm. about the most incredible part of this trip, which has been meeting other cruisers everywhere we go and Absolutely. developing f- new friendships. It's true. I mean, it's the, there's a there's an instant common bond. You know, we all are living on our boats and cruising, and everybody has a different story. And I've actually I I write a blog, um, JudyLuden.wordpress.com, where I have um, you know outlined so many of these relationships that we've made along the way, and and it's funny because we keep running into the same people. Yeah. We say you know you you kind of get you know, you kind of become attached to these people that you meet and you have to say goodbye. And then invariably we've run into them again. Right. Which is kind of interesting. We were on a passage from Nassau to uh, the Exumas and some uh, (laughs) trawler comes up on us. In the middle of nowhere. nowhere. There's no other boats around. 6,000 feet of water Water. under our keel. And uh, they... And they calls us on the radio, Eric, Judy, how you doing? It's <laughs> and crazy. It was somebody we met in a marina. It was, it's, uh, it happens every single day. And it's nice because we all look out for each other. And uh, today, Judy uh, was going to lead a yoga on the beach uh, right here. But unfortunately, we have these squalls coming through. And just as we were about to start well, the class. Well, it was really the funniest and the, and the funniest class I've ever not taught, actually. So we get there. Uh, a little bit early and there is this huge pig because the pig's island this famous pig's island is is you know a stone's throw from where we're anchored right now so we get out of the dinghy there's a huge pig waiting for my yoga class <laughs> and then the other cruisers came to take the class and you know of course everyone got settled and 
the heavens opened up. So anyhow, it's uh, it. But the point is, we've been meeting all these people, and uh, uh, and it's just been it's a wonderful. real treat. I mean, you know, and like we said, everybody has a difference. You know, all ages, all ages. You know, from young couples to people that are retired. Um, people that are in their first year cruising to people that have been doing it for over 20 years and everybody has such great stories and it's, um, it's like, um, kind of like a support group. Yeah. If you need anything, they're there, you just call out on the radio and, and they're there to help you. So it's definitely been a real highlight and we're not done yet. So we, uh, plan on leaving here as soon as this blow is over and start making our way back to Florida for the summer where we'll be until uh, hurricane season is over in November. But hopefully we do another podcast before we leave the Bahamas. Oh, definitely. And definitely. remember, if you want apple cider vinegar, be good beverages. Be good beverages.com. B- G-U-D beverages. Dot com. Our, our, our big sponsor. Our major sponsor. So please support be good beverages.com. And thank you for listening. Have a great day.